everybody. Welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker, and today we have a very special group session. That's right. We have a very special group session featuring Chicago band Ove Thau. This was recorded live at Cafe Mustache in May of 2023. It was recorded with love by Joshua Wentz, Brett Kuntz, and Ralph Darsky, and also features special guest host Leslie Tanner. Group Session is a special feature of the Music Therapy Podcast where we talk to a full band and we get into their hearts, minds, and souls. And today we feature OVFL. They also give an amazing live performance, which will be featured after the interview portion of this episode. Visit musictherapypodcast.com for previous episodes and upcoming events. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's get right to it. This is Music Therapy, Group Session, featuring OVFL. All right. Well, uh, let's get to know you guys. Can you guys uh, please introduce yourselves and uh, tell us what you do in the band? Um, My name is Maritas Velasquez, and I play bass and I sing. I'm Sarah Brownstein. I play drums and I sing. Nick Barnett, guitar, and I sometimes sing. (laughs) And we're missing somebody tonight, right? Yeah, we're missing Kyla Denham. She um, plays synths, and she sometimes sings, too. (laughs) Quietly. (laughs) She's not feeling well. Depends on how many mics we usually get. Okay, <laughs> so uh, tell us about tell us about the name OVFL. This this must be a question you guys get frequently. Yeah. Um, well, Sarah, Kyla, and I used to be in a band called Me Jane, and then when we added Nick to the group, we decided to change the band name, and then we gave up and turned the old band name upside down, <laughs> and that's it. It's just me, Jane, upside down. Well, we couldn't that? agree on. Oh, yeah. have, like, there's a you huge know, list. You know, li- asparagus, a... skin suit, skin suit, Society Islands, bat lips. <laughs> um, there's some good ones, but yeah, no, you turned it upside agree. down. What do you mean? Like if you draw it Let out? Let me get my phone. Yeah. Well, um, our friend uh, Tim Breen, who is an art, a local artist, he helped design a logo for me, Jane. That's kind of a geometrical vector, vector shape thing, and uh, we just—you'll see it. And so we took that and turned it upside down, and it worked because we printed that logo on. Me Jane merch that we suddenly had a bunch of, uh-huh. and so we <laughs> were able to. Okay, okay, I see. Uh, yeah, sorry, listeners of the podcast, you won't be able to grasp this just by listening, but I see it here. Do you guys? Can you? Did you guys see it out in the audience? <clears throat> yeah. So we had it printed on like hundreds of, of koozies and stickers that we were able to still give away on our tour. <laughs> we just had shows. to convince people that the koozies, you can read it if you were drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked. Nice. Just cut a hole in the bottom. Yeah, I don't know what you can see it too. I'm sure that, that is so innovative and fresh thinking. What, what, uh, I would imagine that approach extends to your music. I can't wait to get into that with you all. <laughs> yeah, artists at work. AI couldn't do that. 
Okay, so we have some things that we wanted to talk about. Um, you know, you guys are going to be ha giving a live performance uh, later on, and so we want to talk about your music. Um, but before we met tonight, uh, we touched base about some things that you guys might want to discuss and kind of get to know, you know, a real live band. And one of the things is uh, you talked about the challenges of being a DIY band, and I was wondering if you could speak to that a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean... Part of it is we all work full-time jobs outside of being in a band. And so anything that we have to do for ourselves in the band, <laughs> we have to do it ourselves. I, well, what do you know? That's, yeah, that's what it is. Um, but I think part, you know, like a lot of it is we, you know, we're not signed to a label. We have to book all our own shows. We have to book recording sessions, pay for all of it, most of it up front ourselves mm -hmm. and try to like, basically like we make no money from the band. We use anything we earn through the band to pay for the band itself, you know, uh -huh. so. Including going on tour and coming back each weekend to go back to our normal jobs. <laughs> is this something that you track closely? Do you have a band spreadsheet? Yeah, Sarah is the treasurer. If she wants to talk about that. <laughs> That's Please. it. I'm just the treasurer. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have any other assigned band roles? Um, I feel like right now Meritas is the manager for sure. Um, yeah, and we found out that booking tours is one of the hardest thing a band can do if they're doing it all by themselves. So if anybody ever asks you for money for booking a tour, pay them a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Can I chime in with a question for, for the band? Absolutely. Maybe this is particularly for Sarah as the acting treasurer, but overall, you know, booking a tour, I understand from people I know that have been in bands before is, you know, it's a team, team effort. Um, I guess my question is, you know, having done a couple yourselves, how badly have you fucked up in the past? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I feel like this last one, if you don't, if you put money aside, <laughs> I think it was really successful. Uh, <laughs> like really good shows, really good bands. Like we've played shows like that we've tried to book where the bands were like, okay, we're like, cool. It, it worked out. Um, but these bands were all like really exciting to us. Um, and so that was super successful. Uh, I feel like we didn't play to an empty room. Um, there were shows where it was like, no one collected money, oops. <laughs> um, that's okay. Mm. But yeah, from a, a treasury perspective, it got us like closer to being like out of the hole, I guess. The fact that this tour, apart from the money, uh, was so good, was that just a happy accident or did you do something to kind of ensure higher higher caliber bands um i don't know i mean i think part, like we just did a lot of research up front and then kind of lucked out in a way honestly like there are some towns where we emailed like 50 bands before we found the two bands were like yep we could play with you and they were great um you know, I don't know. Like we start, I think like having like inst for some reason like Instagram and Bandcamp have become much more easier to use to search for bands in other towns, because mm -hmm. um, then you can see the their flyers that they posted and who they're playing with and what are the venues they're playing at, and then it's like okay, so these are the leads. If I'm like in a brand new city or town I've never been in before, like where to start, and then um, and then like over the years too, I think 
like, you know, we've played with out of town bands here and just like kept those connections and would reach out to them, you know, as we were like, hey, we're actually coming through. Would you want to play with us? Do you know anyone? Do you have any like recommendations? And then just taking advantage of anyone who does get back to us, asking them for recommendations too. So if a band was setting out to book their first tour and they're listening to this episode of the podcast, what advice do you have for them? Your second tour will be great. <laughs> yeah, it's, easy. it's definitely easier the second time you do it. Um, I'd say start early, especially now. I guess coming out of the pandemic, you know, there were, we wanted to originally do this in 2020 and had talked about booking um, some out-of-town gigs then, but, you know, then it kind of fell apart. But uh, for the spring tour, I started in the winter about three months out, and even then it was already starting to... It was a little challenging because places had already dates filled or bands were unavailable because they had other shows booked. Um, but I'm starting booking our tour now for September, so we're about four, five, four, four months out, and it's a lot easier. Part of it is because, one, is you should you know, build a good list of what are the places to reach out to and the bands you want to reach out to, and then just do it all at the same time. Like, don't do one, don't email one place and then wait for them to get back to you and then email the second place. Email all of them. Email all the bands. And then just see who gets back to you, and then you can choose and then lock in the things that you want. Yes. That's how I book as a therapist. <laughs> it's like, the spot's open. If someone takes it, it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. exactly. Uh, okay, so you guys are... A DIY band. You're talking about that there's just a lot that you have... Oh, I'm curious. Let me let me sidetrack. You guys all work full-time. What do you guys... What do you do for your full-time jobs, can I ask? What do you guys do? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what they do sometimes. Um, I'm a project manager in the communications department of a national environmental nonprofit advocacy group. Uh-huh. I'm a product manager at, like, a health tech startup. I don't know when you stop being a startup, but I guess we're kind of still a startup. I fix espresso machines. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee fans. <laughs> okay, so you guys have full-time jobs. You know, it uh, sounds like a lot of these skills would be coming in handy when you're booking tours and stuff, being able to manage a lot of stuff. Anyway, so the question is, you know, you're talking about being a DIY band and then all of the stuff that you have to take on yourselves on top of working full-time. Um, and I guess I want to know, what is your relationship to that like? Is that, are you, is that okay? Do you hate that? Like, how do you feel about all the work that's involved? You're doing a lot. <laughs> um, I think maybe part of it, Part of like me being a project manager in my day job translates to me being the project manager for a band, and I feel very protective of just making getting getting it done. Um, and so it kind of like this past year has turned into a second job where I like work my day job until like you know six p.m. or whatever, and then I spend the next like three or four hours doing band stuff because just the emailing and reaching out takes that much time. Uh, it's but a lot. It's, yeah, so, but it's gotten easier. And then like, I don't know, I've just taken it upon myself to do it because I kind of don't trust others. <laughs> I mean, they're fine. Sarah's actually great, because she's also very like, you get it done. You seem a little done. offended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, gave her, I gave her one city to book 
on our last tour and she totally nailed it. But she's busy, you know, like we're just all really busy, but I just wanted to make it happen. I think part of it is like feeling anxious that, okay, we don't have this set up yet, so I just want to do it so I know it's getting done. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, I have a hard time delegating to others. <laughs> Probably that's, that, that could just be me. Yeah, I feel like we benefit a lot right now from like kind of being in a lopsided relationship. <laughs> She's doing a lot of the work. Like we're here to help out and she knows she can ask us. Um, but like to her point, she likes to kind of like own and drive a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like with me, Jane, I did a little bit more of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm cool in the backseat right now. <laughs> but just like, let me know if you need me. Do you have a thought? Yeah, I play okay. guitar. <laughs> you know, I've, we've done several of these group sessions now, and there's almost always a member of the band who's like, I'm just here to play my instrument. Yeah. Like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I go along with whatever. And that feels like an important uh, well, role on its own. What we've talked about is everything but writing the music. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I, yes, I was getting to that because that's a lot of time on the admin stuff. So what's, you know, how does the music come to be? We just recorded uh, an album, a, how long ago? A year, a, like year, a, year ago. a year ago. And we're about to put it out in August. Yeah. And uh, everything is, is coming up to this head point and... Uh, the recording process is amazing. We, we recorded in Lawrence, Kansas, a place that uh, we only, an amazing place, that we only found out because we were in the hideout and a, an amazing band that we loved played. And wait, we played with them. We played with them. We, played with we were just like, oh, you guys are great. Oh, we're also playing. Um, uh, Sweeping Promises from, uh, from now Lawrence, Kansas. And they're about to throw out a new one that just came out. It's about one, to. One, like a one month, yeah. song just came out. Um, but uh, we were up in the green room, and, and Meritus like, these guys are so cool. We should ask them to record. And uh, Or no, no, wait. No, did no, they start even, saying? No, it was Coffee. I was like, I want to work with you guys. I, I can do mastering. We're like, OK, we'll cook. we have songs we might want to record soon, so we'll keep you in mind. And well. By the time the end of the show happened, we were going to Lawrence, Lawrence Kansas. I mean, it happened really quick. Wow. Um, and, and it was just one of those things where we knew that we wanted to record. We knew we were on to record with someone new. And then this opportunity came up, and we were just like, let's do this. And boy, was it a whirlwind, you know. Yeah. Um, going down to Lawrence, Kansas uh, for the first time for me um, and doing an entire album of 12 songs that we kept. And of uh, in two weeks, and that's every overdub, every single thing, all at once in a huge gymnasium type of room. Sometimes doing vocals with no headphones. It was crazy. <laughs> it was very strange. Yeah. Um, the band business stuff didn't really start until after the recording, but before that, I think like the songwriting, like the songs in the album, was written over the course of the entire existence of the band like the earliest song probably was one of the first few songs we wrote in our first year when was that when was the first year uh 2015 okay we've been been a band for some time now so you guys are just sitting on these songs and then you had this opportunity were you did you have a were you leading to like another opportunity to record or was this just like 
this the skies opened up and they're like come to Lawrence and then I think I think it was mostly that like we did have a, a selection of songs and we were all, we were thinking about recording in 2020 and then that didn't happen yeah. um, and this opportunity came up and we we're like okay great let's do it and then we actually wrote a couple more songs leading up to it and really just kind of like you know gathered the material that we had to do a whole album now, this sounds like a really fun process. You guys really enjoyed recording in Kansas, and, and you certainly let, you be, <laughs> let the shape take itself as far as these songs are concerned, writing since 2015. Um, however, I'd like to turn toward the dark side, if I could. How many times in the process of record, writing and recording this album, and, and, and you know, resultantly you'll, you'll tour these songs, um, how, many, uh, how many times did you cry, say you were going to quit, or simply just vow to walk into traffic and let the <laughs> Lord take the wheel? At the end? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. There was some times. No, 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 no. We, we're, we're an amazing band that works together. I don't think we could work with each other if we didn't, uh, uh, you know, love each other. Um, uh, and and we we've been a band for some time now. We work very well with each other. And, and I, I think all of us have sort of high expectations. So we would each, each one of us would be out if it, if it didn't work well. Um, that said, you know, there was some nights of dancing at the end of recording that were pretty, uh, crazy. They're joyous uh, nights. Nice. So no dark, no, no dark times. I was like, let's do it one more well, time. One more maybe time. just when we're like, not, I don't I believe that. not nailing the vocals, like Maritess and I have to do some takes again and again. And I could see maybe Nick or Kyla being like, I'm out. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> getting lost in that process. It can be very fun, but it can also be a very harrowing experience. As you mentioned, I, <laughs> I've heard that story from many musician friends as well, that they, <laughs> just the, 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 pardon me, the, the nest, the, the, the requirement to repeat oneself can be extremely depressing. Yeah, it, it was a full on 12 songs, two weeks, two well, weeks, one, week. one, one whole week. Yeah, um, it was every every second. And, and a lot of it was done for vocals. Uh, I think the guitar was done in the littlest amount of time, which was also stressful. Um, and we started out and if, if you do a one week of 12 songs, that means you start out doing 12 live songs and try to keep as much as possible and then piece in everything later. So it actually, even though it is a very well-recorded album, it's almost a live album. I mean, we're playing in one room all at the same time. So not only do you have to get your part right, but your fellow oh, bandmates have to get oh. their part right at the same time. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was a little stressful for sure. And mm -hmm. recording in a place that you've never recorded for with a, an amazingly um, insane person recording you um, <laughs> that never wore shoes. And... Uh, and it was just, uh, it, it ended up being an amazing thing, but we definitely went through a process for sure. Would you do it again? Would you do, let's all play at the same time, would you approach an, a next recording session in a similar way, or were there things now that you've gone through it you would um, change? I would definitely want headphones for when we record with vocals, but otherwise I thought it was kind of fun playing together in a live echoey room because it felt like how we felt live, like the energy felt good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is not so much how we record, but when we record, I feel like I would like tour the songs first because we're just like 
so much tighter at them after and like yeah. we had we'd played all the songs at shows but like shows spread out over months and in the pandemic years you know live together so um i think i would want to like just put them on the road a little bit more before we record them i feel like i don't know if you guys feel this way but i feel like there's sort of an arc to songs where you first take them out and you're working them out and maybe things are a little wonky but then you get to a point where you feel really good and everyone's locking into place but they still feel fresh and you're excited about them and then maybe it's just like you're tired of them so trying to catch mm -hmm. that that sweet spot i think we're tour tight right now yeah <laughs> so um so tonight you're gonna hear it uh but when we did these i mean i mean yeah fresh is absolutely the word you know like we're we're doing things things are on the album that we decided wow that was good and now we do that in the song that's how new the album is. Um, yeah, it was really crazy. And this is coming out in August, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's coming out August 25th. Uh, we're working with What's for Breakfast Records and co-releasing it with what we're calling our own label, or Cloud Records. Um, how, is, how does that work, you're doing it together? Well, we're just putting our name on it. I think part of it is because it's like, What's for Breakfast is, is great, and we're so happy to be working with Dan, but he's only covering you know the portion that he could cover, and we're covering the rest. Mm -hmm. And so it just makes sense to us to say, you know, we're releasing this too. Yeah. You cut two songs. Why? Um, we, well, we tried to get really... Uh, I don't know how to call it. What do you call it? Like the album was too long. <laughs> Is that it? It was just too long? That's very much. We cut, we cut our two longest songs that had like choir and multi-layered vocals and auxiliary percussion. And they were just like way out there. And I think, it, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, as a whole, Maybe. we were just trying to come up with an album. And, and we were a little weird about that. We actually had to get some out, uh, out there opinions on that stuff. And uh, What do you mean you were weird about that? we want a three-hour album, you know? Like, like, we were just like, let's do this. And then a, a couple other people were like, that's cool, <laughs> but maybe we should do this. And we were like, yeah, that's probably better. Yeah, um, maybe it's cut it. Yeah, I mean, I mean seriously, our, how, how long would the album have been? For, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it was probably 45 minutes total, and we cut it down to, like, 30. Yeah, but it just jived better. Like, we got some clarity. Yeah, we got some tight. distance from the songs. Went back and listened to them a whole bunch of times later. And, yeah, uh, actually, one of them, I just wasn't happy with how it sounded, even as we tried to, like, mix it and re redo some parts to it. And we're like, no, let's just... Because it was one of the songs we wrote before recording and hadn't really played live. We still haven't played it live yet. And it's it's actually, like, still... It wasn't quite ready, yeah. so it didn't feel right. And I feel like the other song, um, it's strong enough to stand on its own, like as a single or something, just to like have in our pockets for after the album too. Mm -hmm. But it didn't like quite have a place in the track listing, so it just felt right to like pull it out, not in like any sort of like we don't like this song anymore, but just like it can be its own thing, yeah. separate. Mm -hmm. And can we go back to the how we did the vocals again? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that you don't have headphones and you're in a gymnasium and there's a boom box at the other side of the room playing your music and you have to sing to that. It was just weird. Oh. And most, almost, well, I should say everything we did ended up being great. But 
I think we might do maybe maybe one of the two songs differently if we were to record it differently. And and and, and you know that's just all about. I mean, how many times do you record it differently? You know, you know, there's there's so many recorder uh, people that record, and and there's different ways of going about it. And uh, that was just a strange one that we did the entire album. So you'll hear some really awesome vocals through this, but maybe those songs were a little bit more like needed headphones, needed quieter bedroom stuff, you know. Uh, and that's where the, that's where at least one of those songs came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys ever have creative disagreements? Never. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hard to say. I mean, I don't know. I think we, we're really good at collaborating together. And so when we disagree, it's never, it's not a big issue where we're just like, oh, gosh, I can't believe we disagreed on that. We just work through it uh-huh. and then decide and then move on. So yeah, I feel like it's never about the music. Like, I feel like we write music really well together and pretty much always agree. We're like, that was cool. You're doing awesome stuff. But like... Even just like talking about our album design, like the artwork, we like two of us liked one thing and two of us liked the other. And so like we just have to like work through that together. I feel like it's stuff outside of the music that we tend to be like having to like reconcile different points of view. Interesting. I don't know if you guys take solos ever. However, has, has one of you taken a solo that maybe lasted entirely way too long, but you felt as if you were in the zone, but everyone in the band and possibly most of the audience knew that the zone was not occupied? <laughs> no, all of our zones are occupied. Um, no, we're, we're, we're a quick punk band, so those solos are very quick. Um, there's, only, there's only one or two maybe crazy psych parts that are a little bit longer, but uh, no, we are, we are just absolutely the best professionals it's on all, the scene right now. It's all intentional. Yeah, uh, if anything, I want Nick to just solo and that just be the whole album, because he's so good at yeah. guitar. I'm like, take it away, <laughs> do it. <laughs> so how do the songs come to be? Do you, you know, it sounds like you guys have a really collaborative band. Um, does, how does a song start? Oh, gosh. Yeah, usually it starts with a riff or an idea that someone has. And yeah, I will, I will say this, that all of our songs are molded to the... Everything with us is not just, hey, here's this, and it works. It has to be, here's this, it works, let's try 14 other things, let's try five other band practices. Um, there's only one song that we have that came from you, all the parts. We learned kind all of, the parts, and that's yeah. pretty darn good. You but then know? It, we, put, we put songs through what we call the OVEF machine, because we're all just so influenced by different things that you know, if I have like, ooh, I want this song to sound like you know, a specific sound or an idea, I bring it to the band, they add their take on it, and it just sounds like how we sound. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's never quite like where, you know, it doesn't end where it starts, you know, or like Nick mentioned, like I wrote a song and I came up with all the, I came up with most of the parts, not all of it, but, you know, I brought it to the band and everyone took it and molded it. It's definitely not exactly the same. Yeah, and it sounds like thing. how we sound. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kyla is uh, crazy too. We're very um, happy to have her in the band because she's out of control. You know, like the, the, the biggest uh, um, compliment we always get 
with her is like, oh my God, she puts the perfect part into that one little section. Um, and it is really true. I've worked with other keyboard players before and, and we sort of don't know where it comes from and it usually comes pretty fast. Um, it's just like, but we can be, we're also, by the way, in Chicago and she lives in uh, Milwaukee. Um, so that. there's, wow. that, there's that whole mm -hmm. thing. But uh, um, so when she comes, she might have not have came to all the band practice and then when she does, she could take a, a complete song, go in a complete different direction within seconds. And then we're like, oh yeah, of course. And it's nothing like what we just did, you know? Um, so yeah, it, it really goes through. And I guess, I guess a big thing to say is that when that new person comes in and puts their part to it, that we'd usually back off. We're not the kind of band that's like, no, you didn't do it right. No, I have this thing in my head. None of that. It's very much like, okay, now I've given my part. I'm going to pass it on. Thing a telephone or something. I'm, I'm interested in how you came to have a band member who lives in another city. How did you guys, what's your origin story? Well, actually, she used to live a five-minute walk from our practice space. Uh -huh. Um, and then she met her future husband and then moved out there to be with him. And that's what happened, basically. I mean, yeah, she was, she was in Chicago for like the first eight years of us playing music together okay. even in our old band. And, so. and are you guys in unanimous, uh, in, you know, a unanimous mind that this was a, a positive direction for her life? Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely. We fully support it. She seems very happy. We're very happy for her, for sure. Wonderful. And do we do we do Milwaukee when she first moved up there? That's why we went up there. No, we we played a show in Milwaukee, and then she set up a date to meet yes. her husband, our future husband. It's because of us. It's because of us. But she's, she's like married <laughs> and in love now. It's it's because of us. <laughs> so if anybody's. No, I'm just kidding. She's not here to alter that story. Yeah. That is the story now. We should have zoomed her in. Yeah, I know, right? Oh. Um, I can't believe we didn't think about that. Um, let's, you know what? First of all, this is all, this is all really fun to listen to, and it's going to be fun to watch you guys perform and have this stuff in mind. But let's take a little break. Uh, let's take a little break. Let's give Leslie Tanner a little time here. Ooh. Leslie, why don't, you, why don't you take it away? <laughs> Thank you so much, Jessica. Well, everyone in, in the room right now, it is absolutely electric in here. Uh, the the or the level of arousal in the room, I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it all the way where I am um, off site. So uh, first of all, I just want to thank Jessica uh, for putting this evening together. Can we? Can you join me in in applauding for Jessica? Joshua Brunson, hold that thought. What a wonderful evening we're having already. <laughs> it is, and it is is such a treat to be here just asking my little questions and my little tidbits and Jessica thank you so much for this little bit of time uh, my name is Leslie Tanner I am the host of a, of a show but also a sort of scientific spiritual community and also spiritually scientific community online um, around the program explorations uh, and, 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 and 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 I wanted to just kind of bring one theme that's been on my mind <laughs> as of late, and I think it's been on everyone's mind. We've mentioned anxiety, and one thing about artists is that they're 
you know, to put it plainly, mentally ill. Many of them are very mentally ill, some, sometimes just a little bit, but sometimes not. And we all know exactly what I am talking about right now. Um, <laughs> so before I go any further, just a right, show of hands. Anyone in the room that would identify as mentally ill? <laughs> uh, what, what percentage am I, am I looking at right now? I think it was close to 100. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So then you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sure uh, I, I, many of you have heard uh, the advice, the very simple advice, often extremely damaging, but, but oftentimes it, is, it just comes out of, out of a well-meaning person's mouth. They tell you to relax. They tell you to relax, and 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 for many people who maybe aren't who aren't riddled with mental illness, they they may think, oh, I must go look at a river, I must visit a spa, I must smell candles, um, even if I just go to Target and smell some candles of my own accord and not purchase them, I must go smell candles in order to relax, and if that is how you relate to relaxation. Keep doing it, just keep going. However, now since those of us that are in the room right now looking close to 100% mentally ill, which is kind of what I suspected, um, I, I will tell you that this is the opposite way. And, and I say this all the time in my program and in my community, uh, that, that I, would, I would like to push us past that idea of relaxation. I'd like to put, 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 push us past that simple, childish idea of relaxation, of relaxing muscles with oils and what have you. What I mean to do is, is relax to the context uh, of existence just outside of our periphery. I'm, I'm referring to, and we all know exactly what I'm referring to, uh, before I even say it, the chaos, the nothingness. <laughs> <laughs> the nothingness just outside of our periphery, just out of arm's reach, from which we came and which we will return to again in just a, the, the length of a breath. <laughs> so tonight what I wanted to do is kind of just, I put together a little guided meditation for us to just kind of cleanse the palate in the middle of this extremely rousing night of conversation with OVFAO. Um, I, I put together a guided meditation that I think might, might serve to, you know, bring the focus of relaxation back to pain, back to chaos, back to an unresolved suffering, um, and, and, and look it in the eye and allow it to destroy us, and how important that is, and how important it is to not trust people who tell us to do otherwise, who tell us to relax, to feel good, to smell candles. We must keep in mind that those people are our enemies. Now, give me one moment. How's the vibe in there right now? It's really nice. Wonderful. Okay, here we go. It's a guided meditation. I'm going to take us through it step by step. Start with a breath. In, out, take your time. Now, I'd like you to imagine that you're in a field. It smells like shit. The eye is emitting a sort of piercing hum, both familiar and ancient. Now you look to your right hand, you're holding a knife. Now you look at this knife and you ask yourself, why do I have this knife? Go ahead, look at your hand and imagine a knife. Why do I have this knife? 
Is it to do a dance with it? Is it to do a routine to express myself? No. Close, but no. Is it to harm other people around me indiscriminately, maybe? Almost, but not quite. You realize the point of having this knife is to control, to control the means by which you inflict pain on yourself. You are in control. You are in control of the suffering as it comes and enters the mind's eye. Well, and I'd like to think that that really hit home with everyone. I'd like to think that really, really brought everybody back to a sort of, uh, sort of namaste, homeostasis of, of, of you know, that I, I, I liked that detail that I personally said about the sky smelling like shit. That was a personal favorite of mine. Um, we can all, I'm sure, go around the room and maybe just dwell on some of the things that I said that were good and very helpful. Um, but anyway, namaste, I will, I will provide the, 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 the time allotted to me. I'm gonna, I'd love to give it back to the program. I'm going to be hanging out. I can't wait to hear the second half of this. And of course, listen to OBFL at the top of tonight's program. Thank you so much for allowing me that little bit of time, Jessica. Thank you, Leslie. Namaste. That was very grounding. Let's, so... We've talked about your, your songwriting process and how you work as a band. And so thinking about this album that's coming up, um, we haven't talked yet about what the songs are about. Can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration for the songs? And yeah, I mean, we tend to write about um, the, well, we've described it as the, a reflection of the division and chaos that we've observed in the world. Um, you know, our band started in 2015, which at that time was the start of that, the presidential election, the primaries, the 2016 election, and then basically throughout the Trump era into the pandemic. And so there was a lot to process, lots of stuff to process during that time. And that those observations basically ended up in our lyrics. Any songs that you're going to perform tonight that you could kind of explain to us or sure yeah um so one song is called mad uh it's gonna be the next single that we're gonna release from our album uh mad standing for mutually assured destruction it was actually inspired during that time when trump was on twitter threatening north korea with nuclear war and they were getting into a twitter <laughs> fight over it like, I'm going to, you know, I've never seen destruction like this ever before. It's going to be crazy. And we're like, whoa, okay. So um, so we kind of wrote a song kind of based on that dialogue. And it was funny because then after Trump left office and Biden was elected, it felt like there was like this weird relief. And for a second, I was like, are these songs going to make sense anymore? Mm -hmm. But then the whole uh, war in Ukraine happened. I'm like, no, no, they still make sense. They're still like crazies in power with nuclear weapons that, you know, the only thing that's keeping us from destroying each other is the fact that we could destroy each other. And uh -huh. so it's just kind of an insane concept that the reason why we haven't done that is the threat of it. So interesting. The name of the album is called Versus the Worm. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> well, that was also a long list of album names, and we decided on that one. Yeah, we're working on the album cover right now, which is another, you know, every single decision we make goes through the, the yeah, the OVFAO machine. And uh, um, and right now we're trying to sort of make the def definition after the fact, the worm being, 
you know, every goofy thing you have to deal with in the world um, and how you deal with that. Uh, the album cover is like we're, we're actually trying to grab definitions from it. Um, I don't know if you want it, we want to go into who's making our album mm-hmm. cover. It's like, yeah, I don't know, the worm is everything and nothing all at the same time. And I think it's also like the, this album has come together over many years and like our journey together and it has kind of like a journey sort of like implication to the name too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going on this like versus the worm, like who's going to win, what's going to happen. Um, yeah. Cool. You, you mentioned another point to discuss was collaborating with local artists. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah. Sarah doesn't like talking, so I'm gonna, I guess I'll keep talking. Um, so uh, one specific thing we made sure to do whenever we've put out like artwork for uh, our music or for a shirt is actually just reaching out to local artists in Chicago that we really admire. Um, so for our first EP, we actually worked with Sarah Sherman, Sarah Squirm, who is now on Saturday Night Live. Um, but we noticed, you know, like back before that, she was always creating like this really cool art with like blood and guts and like eyeballs and all this stuff that's like, wow, that's, and it's like so colorful and bright. And we're like, we're kind of like that, like gory, but bright and cheerful. So um, we were excited to work with her on the album art for our working EP. And then um, we also worked with Eliza Weber, who is in Glider. She created this awesome shirt that we have uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, you got stuff back there. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Merch back there. And then right now we're working with, and then we worked with Tim Green on our um, the cover art for our last EP, Crash the Party. Uh, and he also did, helped us on a music video we did. And the um, original logo. Oh, yeah, and he did the original logo when we were in Me Jane. So. And then now we're working with Hannah Sellers, who is also known as Cat Drool. Um, they are you know, working with us on this, this album cover, and it's, we're really excited about what we've seen so far. How do you feel about the, the Chicago artist community, the DIY community? Uh, it's really creative and vast, and there's so much talent here. So we feel very lucky that to get to work with who we get to work with, and we hope we get to keep working with others on future collaborations. Yeah, yeah we will always play DIY shows, DIY forever. Um, they're some of the best shows we've ever played, and we don't have like this posh, like, I need this and this. Like, no, playing VCR is, like, awesome all the time. Um, so, yeah, I hope to continue that even when I'm, like, 80 years old, which is going to be really weird. What do, you like, <laughs> what do you like about a DIY show so much? I don't know. Maybe it's, like, when you first play them, you're scared that you're going to get your guitar stolen, but then you get past that, um, and you meet bands. Some of these bands, I... These guys right yeah. here in a DIY in the basement of somewhere. Where was <laughs> that? I saw you guys at that, that show. It was VCR. Yeah, it was VCR. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, the community is just so welcoming and so protective of itself and very um, inclusive and respectful and actually just, like, all about just making the space really comfortable versus, you know, some bars we've played where they're like, Sorry, we can't pay you. We have to 
pay the sound guy first. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. They're there for the music and like it's people opening their homes to you. Mm-hmm. It's like there's nothing more like intimate or I don't know, special than that. Um, yeah, everyone's just there to like make music and have a good time. It's awesome. Great. Okay, so this is a part of the show where I drop out my paper. The band gets asked questions. So I had the band uh, anonymously write each other questions. Of course, we've got your audience questions too, so I'm going to select a few. Uh, but I'll start with some of the questions that the band asked each other. Um, favorite condiment and why? Um, okay, I forget what it's called, but it's like this <laughs> spicy garlic chili oil that I can only get in like the Asian aisle at Mariano's. And I put it on everything, and it's so good. Like everything. Salty, little spicy, garlicky. I love it. Fucking mayonnaise. Really? My- yeah. <laughs> mayonnaise? You can start and make anything you want. But you're a hot sauce club member. Mayonnaise and hot sauce. Okay. It's always a mayonnaise start. Um, mustard. Why? <laughs> So many kinds, never sick of it. Yeah, there are a lot of kinds of mustard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. I thought the question originally was, what continent is your favorite? <laughs> and when you, when you answered, I don't remember the name of it, I was immediately thinking, there's only seven. But now this makes much more sense after hearing about the mustards and the sauces. So my apologies from over here. Uh, okay, here's another question. What's your dream supergroup side project you would form? Chicago musicians only, no OVFL members, but yourself. No way. <laughs> um, okay, members of Meat Wave for sure, and Milk Belly for sure. Um, but they have to like forget how their drummers drum because they get me now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, dream supergroup. I would have me on bass with uh, Crystal Crash on drums. She played drums in lots of other bands, and she's so good. She she like helped play drums for us when Sarah was injured temporarily last summer. And uh, yeah, probably Sutter, Chris Sutter on <laughs> guitar. Yeah, all I gotta yeah, say Crush. is. I, hopefully I would be like a third member of the band Juna, <laughs> which is a pretty hellish band right now. Uh, yeah, I, they only have two members, so hopefully they can get a third. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, another question. What is your, what is your least favorite OVFL song? Okay. I know you have one. <laughs> Probably the ones no. we've retired and don't remember anymore. Hmm. Oh, I have one. Oh. Yeah. Working Girl. It's number one on our Spotify, but it's my least favorite song of ours. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm post Working Girl. I just like. It's not her truth anymore. Yeah, it's not my truth. <laughs> Even though it is. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, here's some uh, audience questions. Thank you guys for giving me so many. Who made your very cool outfits? Can you tell us more about them? Yeah, um, they're actually uh, from a designer called 
fashion brand company who makes crazy outfits. Um, like she has this dress that has like eight armholes, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's so great. But she had these, um, yeah, these moth dresses. And when we needed to come up with outfits for the music video, we went shopping on that website and bought three of them. Do you, ever, do you feel a little left out? No, because I get the cape and yeah, Meritace I mean, Nicola, made, cape. made, oh, right, made right that there. at home. Very nice. Uh, do you ever long to be in another project? Do you have some ideas that don't fit with OVFAL? This is easy for me. Yes, that's why I have two other bands. <laughs> <laughs> what are your other bands? Uh... Sorry, three other bands. Uh, uh, I'm in a band called Slow Planes with some cats, and uh, I'm in a band that's out in the suburbs that's uh, recording an album right now called End Transmission uh, that's like a proggy band, and then I'm in a noise band called Piano Salesman. Which band is your favorite? Overfile. <laughs> Very nice. Great answer. <laughs> Say one compliment about the person to your left, and we'll go around you. In a circle, the other way. So I have to say something for you. Um, Gosh. Wow. Never. (laughs) Stumped. Uh, No. um, So we had the chance uh, when our drummer, uh, I'm just going to say the start of it will be that uh, we have the most resilient drummer, even after getting bit by a bunch of uh, rabid dogs. Um, uh, she came back with, with uh, she played a, a, a set with the hand percussion with us at Golden Dagger. Um, but also, we got to see another drummer in our band for the first time. And, uh, and the other drummer was crazy and fast and all this stuff. And uh, there was cool parts about that. And then when we got her back, I realized how amazing of a drummer she was. Aww. That was really nice. Next question. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's too many nice things to say. Uh, I don't know. You're the she's the most like thoughtful, considerate, driven, organized bandmate. So you really like can't find anything. She bad. plans the tours. She plans the tours. Done. She like brings the riffs, all the stuff. She's the real deal. You're asking very thoughtful. You're to my left, so I don't know. Where am I supposed to go to Nick? You I have was, to say I something not think, about me. I was thinking you, yeah. <laughs> go. Uh, Nick is the most amazing gar- guitar player in the world, and I feel very lucky to be in a band with him. Like, I never worry about his guitar parts. We just write the songs, and I'm like, do whatever you want. And then when we hear the recording later, I'm like, wow. Cool. That works. <laughs> That's what you're doing? I love it. You know, like, I, just no questions. Here's a question I want to ask. This is a great question. It's kind of in line with something I wanted to ask. And then maybe, Leslie, you could ask a, a question and we could finish out that way. Um, already have one. <laughs> describe your picture. Describe how you pictured the future of OVFAO in the next three years. Me? Oh, okay. Goals. All right. We definitely want to record and release another album. And then just, I don't know, level up in all the ways that we can, you know, like play, like go from playing the empty bottle to playing Talia Hall or playing like a bigger fest um, and touring 
more cities. Like just having more resources to do all those things in the next three years would be great. Would you like to eventually quit your day jobs? If it's feasible, yeah. I mean, I would love to play music. I'm going to play music for the rest of my mm -hmm. life no matter what. And if I could make a living from it, I would feel very lucky. If I can also get health care and benefits from it, too, on top of that, great. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, but we rock uh, uh, many things all at once. That's the whole deal. Um, there's not, I don't think we go to shows and we're like, oh, we're sort of tired. Now, now that could be true, but uh, I don't think we can sit still for very long. So we need a lot of things going on at the same time. I mean, we just did a full, you know, Midwest tour with going to our day jobs every week after those four, <laughs> four day weekends. And uh, it was good. After three weeks, we were like done. Yeah. But not. Every single show was amazing. It was really, really fun. Mm. Leslie? Nick, you mentioned rabid dogs. How did we yeah. just skip over the <laughs> rabid dogs? There are many rabid dogs out there. and the, can, can we speak more on this? The dog wasn't rabid. I was walking my dog, and a dog attacked us. So, luckily it wasn't rabid. Um, I still got all the okay. shots and stuff, but yeah, right. yeah. I Just... heard the word rabid, because I've fought rabid dogs before. Have it's you? It's one of the most harrowing experiences of my life. Oh my so gosh. when I hear, heard that, my heart leapt up into my throat. <laughs> <laughs> luckily not rabid, that was the one good thing. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> Well, it has been a pleasure to get to know you guys, and uh, I'm really excited. So uh, please stick around, get a drink, take a little break, but they're going to set up, they're going to play a set. Uh, it has been really great to get to know you and understand the music a little bit better. So thank you guys so much for your time and letting us uh, get to know you a little bit. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, say goodbye to Leslie for the night. Leslie, thank you so much Bye, for joining Leslie. us. Bye, Leslie. Namaste, everyone. Leslie, Have a wonderful rest of the show. Yeah, Leslie, I, I want to say Leslie has a Twitch show on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. He streams. Uh, it's a call-in show. You could call in, get advice from Leslie Tanner. Very helpful. Are you streaming tomorrow night, Leslie? Yes, I am. 8 p.m. Central Time. Explorations will delve into a new topic of the universe to unlock the true potential of your mind, body, and soul. Namaste. How could you miss that? So, okay, that's tomorrow. Uh, on, if you go on Twitch and search Leslie Tanner, you'll Twitch find Twitch.tv, Leslie Tanner, yes. Thanks, Leslie. Have a good night. Namaste. Have a wonderful Bye. night, everyone. Thank you so much for letting me spend time with you, OVA file. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's take a little break while OVFL sets up, and uh, we'll be back with a live set. All right, everybody, please enjoy a live performance from OVFL.
is unclear But I expect it to be severe To be severe These are not just words
Thank you so much, Jessica and Music Therapy, for having us tonight, and Cafe Mustache. And thank you all for coming out and hearing us share our thoughts and feelings. <laughs> it's, it's been, I didn't know what to expect, but I had a ton of fun. So I'm glad you're here to share this with us. All right, we're just gonna play a couple more. Um, this next one's an old one, then we're gonna end with a new one, and that'll be it. And then come talk to us, since we're here. So. And we have merch, in case you want any, please. All right, here we go. Disarm the booty. 
guys thanks for listening that was ovfl hope you enjoyed that please visit musictherapypodcast.com for previous episodes and upcoming events music therapy is hosted by jessica risker produced by sullivan davis of local universe and engineered by joshua wentz in chicago peace and love till i see you again